Were you commissioned to write this book or did yes. the idea come to you? Okay, so they came to you and said, we want you to write about this. Right, because I did a piece on uh, Vice News. Okay. Um, it, do I have to continue to hold it? Uh, I'd like you to, but you can perch it behind you. You have that bookshelf, yeah. which is perfect for I it. I know, but it's not my house, and so I can Just wait. break the lamp. Okay, yeah, right there. If you can perch it right, right. Yeah, out. Okay. It. Anyway, so... Uh, I did a piece on Vice News on HBO about, uh, they were doing a piece on comedy, uh, college bookers telling comedians what they can and cannot say on stage. Right. And they asked me to do the opposing viewpoint, which I gladly did. And that piece got a lot of, um, I'm not going to say it went viral, but a lot of people watched it. And Ricky Gervais retweeted it, and it, it was... You know, and it was popular. And so uh, I, a, an editor from HarperCollins said, would you write a book about free speech from the perspective of a comedian? And I said, yes. And it took a year, but I did it. And Do yes, I can say that. Does, does it hold, because I feel like jokes really work when they're funny. And when they're not funny, suddenly they're offensive. Right? Not yeah, that's not true though. Okay. Because some people we're it, we're so overly sensitive now. Now, it, the point I think you're trying to make is that if you are going to make a joke about it better be funny. About yeah. the Holocaust, about anything, any abhorrent, horrible tragedy, you know, yeah. it has to be funny. So um, but it, on, in the same vein, it's gotten to the point where people, especially college students, don't even listen to the full, you know, thought. Yeah. Um, they hear a word and it's like, no! And, um, you know, when you take intent, context, and nuance out of a bit, that's it. And when it's you- also, It's not only intent, I think it's, I do think it's also the speaker though. Right, I do think it's the speaker where um, it is more. I mean, what do you think about this? More acceptable for a black comic to make black jokes, right? I mean, right. You know because, what I mean? right, but you know, you you the greatest comedy is the truth, and we yeah. are truth tellers. We speak truth to power. That's why yeah. people are threatened by us. But what happens? You know, you have to speak from your experience. You know. I, if someone else was talking about an overbearing Jewish mother, uh, who's someone who's not Jewish and, you know, that's not coming from the truth and the experience in my life. You know, yes. I talk a lot about, um, I mean, there's a lot of history of censorship and, uh, you know, Lenny Bruce and, and right. George Carlin, um, Richard Pryor, Joan Rivers. Um, but there's also this idea that I talk about the AIDS crisis and how I, I, we joked because we were fucking. Well, it's gallows it, humor. It's necessary. Right. It's, and it's yet, a human coping mechanism. Right. Right. It is. It's a coping mechanism. And yet people who didn't live through that. Right. Will comment. You're not allowed to joke about that. Yes, I can. I live through it. It's my truth. Don't fucking tell me. Right. what I can and cannot say. 
It's interesting though, because two things, two things are not tricky, but they are tricky and it's how do you navigate. So I remember watching this German comedian who became quite popular in Germany. This is like 10, 15 years ago, who was making fun of Jews. And it was, it was jarring to me. He was doing it in a talk show format. He's a very popular, because suddenly it felt to me, oh, the Germans feel okay now making fun right, of right, right. Jews and a big nose and the crowd was dying. And it literally, I get chills just remembering it. And it's like, you know what I mean? It's, it's finding that line because again, people were laughing, but what it also brings out in people, I know that people that are racist will laugh at a racist joke in a different way than people will laugh. You know what I mean? It's like, it can bring out- it, it, Right, it so if you're laughing, right, it's, it's laughing for the wrong reason, you yes. know? So I talk about Andrew Dice Clay in the book. Um, and, you know, just so you know, my, my position on, on free speech is all speech is free speech in this country. No matter, you know, if I agree with it hate or not. Hate speech, but not hate speech. Hate speech. Look, I'm, no one says you can't say it, but you're going to have to suffer the consequences of it. I don't believe that lies should be protected, like the president's lies, that kind of speech. But, and, and hate speech is dangerous. It incites violence. So yeah. there's another aspect of yeah. that. So, yes. But when we're talking about, you know, comedy and um, laughing for the wrong reason, you know, Andrew Dice Clay is nothing like Andrew Silverstein, right? <laughs> so there, it's an act. There's a chapter called There's a Reason It's Called an Act. Okay. And, and, it, and you know, when he sees people laughing for the wrong reason and his, he calls it out. Right. Um, but it's really a slippery slope because, you know, a great joke lives on the edge of what is acceptable. And oftentimes we don't know where the line is until we've crossed it. And the audience tells us, you know, it's yeah. an art form where you need the audience and then they get pissed off at you for doing your fucking job when all you want to do is make them laugh. And the other thing, like if you, if you went to an art uh, opening and there were like, you know, seven paintings by some artist and you're like, Oh, I like three. I don't like, I, I don't like two of them. Do you say, okay, then they should fucking never paint again. No, right. but that's what happens with us. Yeah. Yeah, look, I, I think it's important to have it out there. It's just sometimes it's scary when you see what resonates with people and what doesn't. Right. I mean, that whole thing with Ari Shafir with the Kobe Bryant joke. Right. I'm like, this is Ari's brand of humor. He got right. he got slaughtered for that, but I'm like, you know, but it's his brand of humor. I mean, right. I mean it's right. but so it was, you know, and again, people get touchy and I think, look, People are very touchy now in general, right? And I think, like, I, I would never venture to make a race joke. Like, it's not, you know what I mean? Well, it's, and not I don't your, think it's, like, it's not in your purview. It's yeah. not your, yeah. Well, it's like, no, but I mean, I remember Sarah Silverman used to, or I don't remember, maybe not Sarah Silverman, but jokes about, oh, you see a guy, a black man, you cross the street, you know what I mean? Like, things that you would joke about, and it depends who your audience is and what you laugh at, but it's still, I, you know what I mean? It's sensitive, and it's also, I think there it should be a basic sensitivity to what people are going through. Right, but it's also it's also being smart and yeah. living in this world and not being fucking ignorant. You know, there's a story in the book, you know, cause I talk about Gilbert Gottfried getting yes. fired from Aflac. And it's just to hear him tell the story, he was, 
you know, if any, I don't know if anyone who's watching, they all probably knows this story, but he had, had the tsunami hit Japan. He started, his fans started tweet. This is when Twitter was new, started okay. tweeting to him. Aren't you going to do inappropriate jokes? Like you always do. And he was like, Oh, all right. And this is before anyone knew how bad the tsunami was. Right. And that right. night he finds out, um on television or or through twitter i i forgot how that he did get fired from affleck but that night he was watching the news and the newscaster was saying you, you know was talking about the tsunami and and all the numbers came you know the people who had died and the destruction and decimation and how awful it was and he's going on and on and then the newscaster says and to make matters worse gilbert oh, God. godfrey <laughs> and he said he was sitting there saying wait i made ma I made matters worse. I didn't even know I was that important. That's when I realized, oh, I must have a lot of power. But it's like, you know, if we joke about uh, the Holocaust or if yeah. we joke about um, the Israeli-Palestinian, you know, anything, if we joke about it, it's 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 coming from a, a place of knowledge. You can't, yes. you know, I talk about stereotypes in here, you know, they didn't come out of thin air. They're right. they're they're from our ancestors. I mean, yes. there's a and I explain yes. where they all came from as much as I can. I but, think it's um yeah. I think it's the issue of the vulnerable person making the jokes. You know what I mean? Where you're saying truth. Absolutely. It's like the Jew can make the fun about the Nazi. Nazi not making fun of the Jew, even if it's a brilliant joke. Because of the joke. power. Yes, it's exactly. It's a power thing. Exactly. You know, and that's why we're funny. That's why right. Jews are funny. African-Americans are funny. Yes, unattractive people are funny. Yeah, it's, it's, what'd you just say? Unattractive people are funny. Right, When you're right. self-deprecating, it gives relief and, and it resonates and you can relate as opposed to, you know, like- Well, a joke. You know, when you, if you narrow it, a joke is a, is you know a, a, a release of tension. It's yes. a buildup of tension, and you know, well, it is a coping mechanism. It it for sure, and it it laughter is the best medicine, but it's also a weapon, and it 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 stings more than than a lot of things, especially yeah. when you don't have a comeback, and that's why comics are so powerful, but satire and humor are such a part of the fabric of this country. 100%. You know, now you're shutting us down? Why don't you shut down the fucking liar? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with, well, look, I mean, this obviously relates, it relates and doesn't relate to cancel culture, right? Where it's this trigger. The minute they started using the word trigger, I'm like, I thought people were having seizures. Oh, That's yes, I have a whole Wait, chapter a on the trigger. It's, it's like, it's just such a strong all, word. Like, yeah. But it's like, it's this idea that, you know, that, that everyone gets a trophy, you know, like this is where it all started. It's like, you get a trophy for winning uh, the race and for breaking the record and you get a trophy for smiling while he did it. No, yes. yeah, you're right. no. Exactly right. it's not equal. And that's not the way the world works. And this idea of safe spaces, every safe space has a door to the real world and it's yeah. not pretty. Okay. I can't even hear the term holding space. If someone else is going to hold space for me, I'm going to fucking smack them. <laughs> We hold space, we're holding space, and we're holding space. I'm like, no one held space five years ago. When I'm trying right. to and you, hold yeah. space, I can't reach anybody on the phone. Yeah, it's Can ridiculous. Me? No, I can't. I can't hold space. Boundaries. So I'm like, instead of, you know, maybe no boundaries. Maybe hold more space and less boundaries. Right. we're Jewish. We don't believe in boundaries to begin with. That's so, true. So, um, look, I think it's... We do have boundaries around, like, shellfish. 
Yes. And, um, you know, pork <laughs> and meat and dairy, you know, a cheeseburger. There's a little Cheeseburgers bit. and the, yeah. the lobster rolls, which I'm sure are in abundance in Provincetown. No. There's a lot. You can buy the lobsters right from the fishermen here. Wow. See, that's, see, I don't never liked lobster. I, I was, it scared me. It always scared me. And the, you know what I don't like? like? And I guess it was like, eh. I, the thing is, there's certain things that I just don't, first of all, every time I eat something non-kosher, I'm like, I have a guilt ping. It's like so fucking annoying. You're but, um, I, you know what I really don't like, you know, would they get a lot of clam bakes here? Okay. And it's like, you know, they have the clams and, the, and it it's, like, it's like too, right? sand it and butter. Sand. That, every time I'm eating, I'm like, crunch. I can't with that. <laughs> it's gross. Um, so have you gotten any, do you read reviews of your book? Um, I, um, I do not. I mean, I read the Publishers Weekly was great. Good. Okay. Um, there have been really good reviews. But you know what's so fascinating is that if you go on Amazon... The first review, uh, and it was an early review, was from a woman who literally said, you know, everyone gives me five stars, and this woman gives me one star, and she says, I was, dis the feeling I felt, I felt disappointed. She, of course, had to go after Trump and Trump supporters like every, le now, I I'm telling you right now, I go after the progressive left right. just, just as, as much, much. Yeah, yeah. just as much. So she said, of course, she had to get, go after the Trump supporters. And I was really disappointed. And then she says, I really liked the learning about the history of comedy. And I liked how she dealt with the Bill Cosby. But I, my overall feeling was, was disappointment. One star. And that is the exact example of cancel culture. Right, right. there. So right. I don't agree with you politically. You did enjoy a lot of the book. Yeah. Yeah. But you gave me one star because I don't agree with you politically. And that is cancel culture right there. <sighs> what can I tell you? It's uh, I've learned a long time that people will not, people just don't listen. I don't believe changing hearts and minds really exists. I, I just don't. I feel like people can, can, you know, if even if in this pandemic where everybody's equally susceptible, is everyone is so polarized, that made me lose so much faith in, in this, as a people, as a nation, like, I mean, the fact that this could polarize, that science is in question, this stuff boggles the mind to me. If you Humor, don't even like science, yes. This but you know, you can't dismiss, you know, evolution, like, you know, that changing of hearts and minds, because when it happens to you, when it happens to your kid, then that's when your fucking mind changes. Like Dick Cheney yeah, you're right. is pro- you're right. Gay marriage. Yes. Who, who would think I would ever agree with that motherfucker on yeah. anything? You know what? But I always say it. It's really dark, but I always get so outraged with all these school shootings. And I'm like, all these pro-gun people, do they have to actually lose a child to come right. around? And will they come around? I mean, that's the sickness of it, right? It's like, it's that lack of empathy. You know, it's the gun that, you know, it's funny that it's the gun that, that kills the people. Yes. Uh, not the person. And yet we haven't, had any school shootings now yes because there's no school because uh, there's no school but it's the gun it's 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 amazing if it was the gun if it wasn't it was it's just fucked up it's yes. so fucked up the first one we when the school ended i tweeted well at least we don't you know have to worry about school shootings and yeah. it's it's true that whole thing 
But now the kids will have masks and bulletproof backpacks. Yeah, exactly. And this is the way our kids, like, it's fucking horrible. It's, it's, it's dark. I mean, it's dark. And then we have this, you know, these apocalyptic fires. And then still we hear, oh, it's not science. I can't even. You know what, though? I think the biggest thing that frustrates me is the platform we keep giving this man and how we keep marveling at the idiocy. Because I feel like it's like, don't we get it? Like, why are we still giving headlines and news coverage? Because we're addicted to this fucking, we're addicted to be like, oh my God, what happened today? Like we have become, and you know what? Let me tell you something else. If you think the Jerry Springer show and Morton Downey Jr. and all those fucked up stupid shows that kids came home from school and watched right. while their parents were at work, doesn't have anything to do with the dumbing down of this country and the fact that that fucking orange piece of shit is president. I mean, you know, I write in the book about, you know, Howard Stern's getting sued, you know? Oh, He's is getting he? sued for a fart joke. No, I'm saying years oh, ago. Right, 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 back in the day, yeah. You know, meanwhile, he's getting sued and and yet you turn on, you turn on a fucking television at three in the afternoon and it's like, People are beating the shit out of each other. Right. Who's your daddy? You know, what? come on. I think it's just such confusion. I know, you know, me being like Israeli and American, I always felt alienated. There are certain things about each culture that didn't make sense to me. You know what I mean? And that, I remember going to Europe and seeing tits on regular broadcast television. You go to Germany, you know what I mean? Or in Israel, they would, they would do RTL and it was like women with their breasts exposed. Right, right. And this was like, and the notion of that in this country is like, what? I know. And, and so it's but, like, yeah. I can't wrap my head around it. And then you have hypersexualization, and then you have, it doesn't make sense. I wish and it then you have these to me. I can wrap my head around it, but right. nothing makes sense. But you know, God forbid you have an abortion, right. but this motherfucker can, can be a sexual predator. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. can like talk, call women like disgusting names. I mean, yeah. the president calling someone Pocahontas, like this is fucking juvenile schoolyard and yet his speech is protected and a comedian who right. does a joke that that doesn't you know that fails that person is canceled that it's fucking so hypocritical yes there's lenny but lenny leonard, lenny. I love leonard. <laughs> hi hello Hello, let me change my name, I guess, on this. Yeah, Gina, you look great, Gina. Gina, you look great. The use... transition went very well. Yes, yes, it I did. I used my wife's laptop. I like the, the hairline they gave you. It also looks fantastic. Oh. It's a very realistic hairline. I love it. <laughs> and you have a, ta is that a tapestry? Is that a frame tapestry? What is going on over there? That's the window that I sit next to. Oh, the window. Okay. Window. It's a half a window. Leonard, how are you? And how are you? How's that book selling? It's doing really well. Um, yeah. Do you, you know, know numbers? I, Do you check numbers? On I sales? can't. I can't because it goes up and down, and I, and I you just know it's like I a roller coaster. Um, but I, it was sad. I did the Today Show, but then I was supposed to do the View. I got bumped from the from the View for John Lewis's, you know, three month long funeral. Um, but I mean, if you're gonna get bumped for a funeral, you might as well get bumped for John Lewis for his. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so. But it's like a constant thing, and I don't think this topic and this uh, this this issue is going away anytime soon. Yeah, you're going to be relevant, sadly, for a very long time, Judy. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, you can get <laughs> Judy's book on Amazon. Yes, I can say that. Correct, Amazon, or maybe go to your local bookstore. Try and support. Oh yeah, local and on my bookstore. website, 
Um, there's all these links. You can go to indie books and all this stuff. But but people really do love the audio book because it's really written in my voice. I don't. Yeah. No, but if I you're going to get the audio book, <laughs> lower the volume. <laughs> I remember I recorded my two books, which are, again, were dense. It was my memoirs. I recorded them. And by the end of it, I, I was like, I could barely, I was doing everything. Yeah. Character and, you know, it slowly peters out. And I'm like, yeah. But it is much better here at audiobooks. So get the audiobook then. But what do you prefer? People buy the book or the audiobook? Just buy the fucking book. I have, look, every gig is like, they're like, oh, can we pay you like one tenth of what you were going to (laughs) make? Oh, yeah, sure. Sure, because it's not double the fucking work. And the other thing is, I can't take these. Can you do a benefit for the people? Hello, here's my benefit. (laughs) Chase checking account zero four two nine seven one. I mean, like, what? What? Do you... Yeah, yeah. Can't. Yeah. Only comics do benefits. You never notice that. Yes, always. Well, I've I've done a few benefits and I never got paid. And then I found out that other people were getting because I always feel guilty asking for money if it's you know a what? fundraiser. No, but you're raising money for them. So yeah. If they wouldn't have that event. That event raises money. They couldn't raise that money without you. You should get a look. You know what? You're right. I always feel free. guilty. I'm like, oh, uh, uh, and then I'm like, they got paid. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. They asked the accountant to do a benefit. No. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. The doctor. Um, you go to the doctor. You go. Can you do a benefit on this yeah, one? Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. Before I before I part ways with you, Judy, I wanted to ask both of you a question. If they open the comedy clubs tomorrow, would you perform? I know there's like a rally to open the clubs. Would you feel comfortable performing? No and no. Okay. No, can't do no. it yet. I got a baby. I can't bring anything home to that baby. I Both you. of my kids have had COVID and, and my ex and- Really? Uh, yeah, and it's not pretty. I, I j- no, I don't, it's not worth it. Yeah, yeah. I'm nervous, I'm getting on a plane, but you got on a plane too, Lenny, right? I think I'll be okay. I right? got on a plane and went to bring Ben to college. I wore a mask and a face shield and face gloves. Shield. Okay. And I Me brought too. like fucking wipes. I was like a mental patient. I'm going to bring That's... like the, the, I only have bathroom cleaner. I don't have any more Clorox. I have like the, the foaming bubbles. So I guess I'll foam bubble the seat. Yeah, that's good. And then I'll choke <laughs> yeah. from the bleach. I think yeah. that'll be the- uh... Toilet, toilet bowl cleaner. Yeah. Oh, funny. Danny Cohen- C15A smells like toilet. Oh my God. Hold on. Oh, that's so funny. All right. Yes, I can all say right. that. Judy Gold, I love you always. I love you all. It was so, it does my heart good to see all of you. I miss you, Leonard. Say Same hi to Bernie and Jeaner. I will. I will. Uh, All right. I love, I love you, you guys. You Say hi to your boys. Safe travels. I will. Thank and you. wait. Lashana Tova tickets. Lashana Tova. I have my elderberry gummies. I'm ready for the oh. new year. Uh, maybe I'll come visit you in Provincetown. I'll get okay. an Airbnb. Don't worry. All right. Okay. I'm here. All right. I love you, Judy. Love you. Hi. Bye, everyone. Um. Hi, Lenny. How are hi. you? Hi. Good. You How are you? The light over there? No. Is this is this you or is this a, which of your? No, it's just. I me. call you. The, just you're the comedy Sybil. <laughs> <It's Yeah. just, laughs> I just realized my eyebrows make this weird triangle sometimes. I just noticed that. Okay, I won't. I can't replicate it. This is the problem when you stare at your face all fucking day long. Wear big glasses. That's the. Okay. That's the good way to go. You don't see my eyebrows. Perfect. Yeah, you have great eyebrows. Uh, How is? Uh, uh, First of all, how are you? But more importantly, how is Supermarket Sweep going? Because I saw the promo, looks fucking, it, it looks like when you say to me, watch people running around a supermarket, I'm like, what? And then you watch it and it's yeah. enjoyable. And I'm like, what is, does this mean something's wrong with me? 
You no, people love it. It's the perfect show for the time because you know people are stuck. That's what people are doing. The only place that people were going was the supermarket, right? <laughs> You're literally literally living this. My wife did it. She uh, so what you know is traded the goal of the game. I just got. Do they have to get as like to remind me what the goal is? Because I just saw the promo for like a second. The, okay, this is you. You add up time by answering questions about supermarket products, whatever. Okay. And they play little games, and then when you have enough then you get time uh, to run around the store. And whoever has, there's three teams of two, and they say go. So the team that had the most time goes first. And then the next team with the next amount of time goes second. And then the third team goes third. And they go running around the store at the same time, throwing stuff in their carts. And whoever has the most, uh, you know, whatever adds up to the most in the carts wins, wins the, uh, the, what they call the big sweep. And then they go for the super sweep. Just that one team goes for $100,000. And so it's so pretty interesting. Guess what the most expensive, like get the caviar by the, yeah. the cold customer. If you can find it. Okay. If you can find it. Actually, that's a really good one, the caviar, because most people don't go to even find the caviar. They don't go to There's find like, the caviar. Find the caviar. I mean, seriously. They grab <clears throat> one time, but they changed the product. So one time they had the Yeti, you know, like these huge Yeti coolers. That's a big thing. <laughs> they, they put giant bears. They put just as a promo, they put like, it got to be like an eight foot teddy bear. And that was worth $300 if you went and got it. I mean, people were dragging the bear across the thing. I'm telling you, you're going to die. You're going to die. You're going to want to play. You're going to want to play. And you're like, I can do that. Let me tell you something. When the people come in here, if they have three minutes on the clock, they are exhausted by the two-minute mark sure. trying to throw that stuff. Yeah, and they just – What do you write? Do you write her little interstitial bits? or It's what so funny. <clears throat> they wrote – well, there is a script because it has to go through, but they have like, I don't know. We, you'll see some of the shopping lists. When you go running around the store, they'll give you three things to find. We'll give you extra money for that. So I write little quips. There's little quips to be written in there. And um, we actually wrote comedy into this. Like the security guard is played by this guy, Neil Potter. I don't know if you know oh, Neil. but he's an actor. He, okay. Yeah, he's, the, he's on my uh, podcast. He's oh, the, right on. Okay. Yeah, so he... He, uh, he's my sidekick on the podcast, but he landed this job because he knows Leslie. So he plays, and he's an actor. So he, he uh, plays the dumb security guard. And so every time it'd be like, um, you know, she's t explaining the rules. Like um, uh, one person can only play this one game at a time. You know, they have okay. two people on a team, but only one can answer right. the questions at one a time. So like, okay. only, so she always says, let uh, only one person can play at a time. Neil, what do I always say? And Neil comes running in. And he'll say something like, uh, Michael Jordan, I'm better than Michael Jordan. Yes, Neil, that's what I always say. I, I was going to be Michael Jordan in another life. What else do I say? If you're not playing, be quiet. And so he runs off. So that little piece <laughs> is what I wrote. And so we have him and uh, Bethel Karam is another checkout girl. Okay. And uh, DC Benny actually plays a checkout guy. And he's sort of like a Lothario. He's like an older... I love that you, they hired actors for the other role as opposed to getting real checkout people. I think yeah. that's, that's funny. I want, so they have these little, but from what I hear, they meet, they all might get cut. All the comedy might get cut because the show is so funny as is and it's Perfect. so exciting as is. Okay. They, can't, they can't fit it. So that stuff might go on social media. I have no idea what well, they're going to do. you're getting paid, so it doesn't matter, right? It's not like SNL where you Absolutely. don't get paid if your sketch doesn't show up. Is that true? Apparently, I think like if you if you don't if work, you're a writer? you get paid less. I think I think the actor writer. I don't. I remember hearing that. Maybe they changed it, but that place sounds like such a nightmare. Begging and you know to get your sketch up and get it and competitive. It just sounds. I would oh, not have man. the stomach for it. I would not. 
you know, I hear that from Leslie all the time. Don't even get me started. She could write a book. Um, is she as high octane and energy all the time? Or when she's with you, there's like a different, it's not the persona. Oh, no. What you see is what you get. It's just when you see it on camera, she's on her best behavior. Oh, I love it. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, That's she is, she's everything Do you ever that... get like feisty with you? Do you guys ever fight? Oh, yeah. We've had some, some good ones. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm not writing for your stupid supermarket show. Can't see where they're like, no, I really like doing the supermarket show. So I'm sorry. It's like, what do you want? You know, like she's, you know, it's like anything else. It doesn't matter what you have. Oh, did I lose you? God if you always want the next thing or what, why did that guy get something? Oh, did you? No, no, I'm still I, I, here. You're, with, you're you got there. Me? It's that weird it's, um, You know, you always, okay. Uh, you always want what you can, you know, you want the next thing. You get a festival, you want a TV show. You want a TV show, you want to be a movie star. You want a movie star, you want yeah, to, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So why does that guy get that money? Why don't I get this money? So it's, it's all, there's a lot of that is just played on a different level. It's the same yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've been feeling lately the energy. I was just saying, it's like as actors and writers and comics, and I guess it doesn't change at whatever level you are, but it's that energy of neediness. Like you constantly need something. You're always the seller, you're not the buyer. And it's like, yeah. and that energy wears you down. I mean, I've been thinking about this a lot this week because I'm like trying to get a life story made of someone and it's political, so it's hard to get made. And it's another no, and another no, and another no. And it's like, it just wears you down. And I'm like, where is that place where people are like, we want, you You know what I mean? And it's for the psyche, it can really mess you up. And you have to be a real narcissist and egomaniac, I think, to really be very successful. Cause you have to just, you know, and I think if you're not, you end up, you know, maybe you're working, but I'm not that great. You know what I mean? And then you have these- like, Oh, uh, you probably are absolutely right. There's, she's definitely got a lot of one thing, you know, like I've seen it now from both sides. And I don't think I could ever have been famous, crazy famous yeah, like that, because yeah, yeah. I don't have the ego for it. I don't, I don't, you know, like, I mean, even now, like if I go into a meeting and I've taken some big meetings recently with some huge people and huge networks, which I've never been sitting in, and they always go, but even like, I'm coming out there again, Aris, to do a Facebook oh, right commercial on. with her. Okay. And so I'm coming up with this Facebook and we get on the, with their creative team. And now I got to talk to their creative team as the liaison for the to the writers right and and they're very grateful and they're very sweet but the first thing out of their mouth is we are so excited to work with you and leslie so excited and i'm thinking that is the greatest crock of shit yeah, of all time they always say that same thing and i just start laughing they're like why are you laughing i'm like no worry because nobody wants to work with me ever <laughs> you know ever <laughs> everybody says no but i'm with her Thank you so much for oh, being here today. It, it wears so it down. They're always, they don't want to piss you off because you might have the next big project. I remember, it's so funny because I just read the Chris Rock interview and he yeah. mentioned Leslie. He gave a shout out to Leslie. Did you read it? Yeah, um, he loves her. Yeah, but he said, I was trying to plug Leslie to people 10 years before she booked SNL. But yeah. it's so funny because I like probably, I had just finished Curb, so I was kind of on a high. I was starting my- Best um, episode ever, by the way. Thank you so Best. much. But I was shooting my, my TV show, Svetlana, you know, I was starting it and I went to a WGA awards thing and I saw Larry there and I'm feeling good. And, and I see Chris Rock talking to somebody that wasn't a good friend. They were asking him, you know, they were like a fan, but it was WGA. So it wasn't like a, hey, you know, but I went up to him. I was feeling very confident in the moment. I'm like, you can't, what about, I got to lose. And I went up and I said, hey, Chris, I'm shooting an improv show. Would you be in it? You know, like, just like, what about it? 
<laughs> and he looked at me and he goes, I don't do improv. And I kind of suddenly felt embarrassed, you know, immediately feel embarrassed, deflated, right. kind of just right. shut me down. And I'm also short, so I'm looking up, you know, the whole thing was just <laughs> awkward. And then I hear him, before I even walk away, he goes, I should have been nicer. She could be the next big thing and I wouldn't know it. You know, like he said it, he was joking, but it's like, you don't know. Like You don't know. You don't know who's going to get it. But he was also kind of dismissive. It wasn't, you know, he wasn't like, thank you so much. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> Should it be nice? You never know who they're going to be. And I'm like, but that's how this town functions. It is true. Like, you just don't know. So I just, you know, you get it all into your belt after all these years. And I just start laughing. I just start laughing. Anytime people are nice, I start laughing. Yes. So it really actually makes me, I just... I crack, I call my friends. I go, you're never going to believe what this person from this network said to me. You know, like, what? It's like Mark Zuckerberg. I cannot wait to have you on our platform, Lenny. <laughs> you're like, really? Really, Mark? Really, Zuckerberg? Yeah. Um, uh, that's funny. So you're coming back to do a commercial. That's amazing, though. First of all, yeah. it's nice to it's nice to have the work, for Christ's sake. I mean, if you hadn't had that, you'd be another comic doing these park shows. Have you done any of the park shows? I haven't done any of the park shows, but I haven't been on stage since March. I did one Zoom show, like, when it first started, so I was still kind of, you know, relevant. So, and then, or I figured I knew what I was doing, then now I haven't done anything, so. Yeah. I'm going to be rusty. I'm going to tell people right now, if you see me on a lineup, when this thing clears, don't yes. come. I'm going to yes. suck for a month. Um, you know, I'm sure you'll be fine. It is kind of, it is kind of surreal. I'm going to New York next week and I'm like, do I want to do these park shows? I mean, I'm kind of nervous. I have not been on a stage since January. Yeah. I don't know. And I'm like, do I want to be yelling and worrying about someone, you know, even those Zoom shows, I'm like, oh, someone is masturbating on their sofa in the corner. Like, do I really? Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't need it that bad. You're right. I'm working, so I don't need it. Plus I just can't risk it. I mean, you got to get to the park, either you're, it's either the one right next to me. Right. Or I have to take mass transit to get there, and you know I'm not going to do it. It's Are not worth the risk. Subways now? A little bit, you okay. know, but I haven't been on a subway. Yeah. I think I had to do one thing one time, but that was it. I mean, I, I have feel like months. Um... I feel Terrible. like the numbers in New York are so good, though. I mean, is there a They are good. It's just like, paranoia. Okay. I think everybody just, just like wants the, to the keep The chances of you getting it in New York now are very low. I mean, here we still have 3,000 new cases a day, but there it's Ugh. like, it's terrible. Yeah. Well, we came out there. I told you I wanted to see you, but and I wanted you to come to the set, but yeah. I wasn't allowed to go anywhere. I can go hotel, set, set, hotel. I know. I know. My friend was shooting a show, and they, you know, they swab you three times a week. Yada, yada, yada. It's a whole thing. Yeah, it's every other thing. day. I'd rather have that and have things shoot. I mean, my God, it's like so nice to know that things are actually moving and, and there's vibrancy, you know? Uh, yeah, I was like, Judy, though, get on the plane, head, you know, mask, yeah. visor, I, I'm going to bring the bathroom cleaner, foaming bubbles. I'm going to do it. I'm going to fucking bathroom do it. Clean, bathroom cleaner. The lady's <laughs> like, you I want have. lunch? I no. expected I have, but I have like a little alcohol spritzer that the makeup artist left for me when I was shooting something. So I'm like, it's like, it's not killing anything. It's like this mist. <laughs> and the COVID's like, really? Like, really? This is, this is it? It's like, it's, a, it's like the Evian mist. It's like refreshing them. They're just feeling more refreshed. <laughs> um, well, Lenny, I wish you um, luck. Well, so you're coming out and I'm going there. So I guess we're going to miss each other again. I, really? When are you coming? I'm coming Bezrat Hashem next Wednesday. I'll still be here. I think it's some coming. I'm leaving second week of October. You're going to be out there. Another four corners. It's been like two, three years. Maybe we can do another four corners. Oh, all right. Let me uh, let me get a date. You could do the one when when I'm going to be 
we need a couple extra. If I'm going to be out there, we won't be able to do it. Right. All right. Storing them. Evergreen. <laughs> All I right. wanted Quarantine to mention your... the pandemic. You can, you can air it in like six months. Like it'll be, I already had a vaccine. <laughs> it'll be like that. Um, all right, love. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to let me you. bring, stay on for a minute. Let me bring Ophira. Oh, okay. so you guys can say hello to each other. Ophira, okay. you want to turn your video on, my love? Am I allowed? Yes, Am I allowed? You are. Sorry. It's like, it's funny because people start come on and they don't know they're on yet. It says, I, I can't, my host, the host has stopped it. No. I understand what is what's this going mean? on here. No, but can you start you it You can't start your video because the host has stopped it. I don't know what to do. That's what it says. I said ask to start video. Oh. I just asked you. Oh. Yeah, now now it's okay. Now it's okay. God, now it's panic. okay. Hi. Panic. Um, Ophira, Hi. I just finished. Yeah, I mean, I just, every comic decides writing a book. I, I just want it drives me nuts. I finally finished my one book for the year, which was Ophira's. <gasps> and now I got to do Judy's book. Come what on. Me? Stop right. You have another book this well, year? I have two books. Did you not read any of them yet? All right, you're slated for 2027. No, I haven't. <laughs> I, my book was a fast read. That's like a three, mine's three days. Mine's a bathroom fast read, read because <laughs> mine are short chapters. Some chapters are like a page. It's a good bathroom read because you feel like you're moving forward and it's all like sexcapades and awkward I'm the worst. Really? All right, I got to get that yes. one too. Well, Ophira's is pretty, pretty salacious. Yeah, there's a lot in there. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> a lot of heart. It's a lot I'm of heart like, too. Really, Ophira, huh? <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, you, you know that, um, I can't remember who it was. I do remember who it was, but anyway, someone who books comedy yes. in the business yeah. read my book and then said to me, and I quote, God, I wish I would have known you in your slutty years. Oh my God. And I said, you did. <laughs> Bye. Oh my God. Not everyone makes the cut, people. It's so funny oh. when people turn, uh, people turn your work against you. I remember my boyfriend. I know. My boyfriend at the time loved the book and thought it was funny and it was so great reading because this stuff happened when I was 19. It was right after the army, you know, and it was me trying to have sex. It wasn't even succeeding. It was me trying, right. obviously, hence the door core name. And then after we had a fight, he goes, yeah, you, you're, you're slutty. I read your book. And I'm like, this is your, this is your attack on me now. <laughs> Calling back the book, page 19, and you're trying to call, like, slut shame me? No. Like, after. Weird. Anyway. Does that, do uh, any of Lenny, them want to sleep with the character, Aris? Do they want, oh, with Shosh? I mean, Shosh wants Any to of them. Yeah. Any of them. You know, Shuli, which I'm doing tomorrow with Danny Cohen, finally. We, I miss Shuli, my Orthodox Jewish character. She is having a love affair with a man named um, Jorge in Inwood with a Dominican man. Um, <laughs> and Shosh is still celibate. Shosh is on Pornhub 24-7. Oh, OK. And that's more close to home. That's, that's, that's more. There is no Dominican man in my life. Um, I'm turning into a dude. I'm turning into a dude. I'm on Pornhub, and I'm like, why am I suddenly finding this appealing? For years, I was like, I don't get porn. And porn is just for, I don't, I don't need to see the anatomy. And this is so gross. And it's you know not intimate. I just want love. And now I'm just like. And it's really sad. It's really sad. This is what celibacy is. I don't know. That could be evolution. I don't know. <laughs> I like it. Um, Very funny. Uh, By the way, Lenny, I, since you read the book, so the book closes with getting married, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but um, my husband did propose to me by folding a thousand paper cranes. And right. over the course of this pandemic, I finally did this, which I took oh most God. of them. 
And oh, I pinned wow. them sort of taxidermy style and then got them framed. That is cool. That looks beautiful. Neat, right? That, that is God. neat. We had nothing there, so. And it was such mindless work that I kind of enjoyed it. No, it's meditative. Like, I think I would love to stuff envelope. Like, I, clearly that was my calling in life that you I know, missed. You would like, never just do that in California tedious. because the earthquakes, you never want to hang anything heavy over your bed in California. <laughs> That's right. There's always earthquakes in the middle of the night. I woke up from one a month ago and I was like, ah, I mean, it's terrifying. Like, you're moving. And what so about people with big crosses? Smashing on your head. Glass and flying cranes and the earth is shaking. I mean, it's like, it just doesn't sound fun. Well, at least you don't have fires. Whoops. Oh, well. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I mean, no, Good I, was luck. Showing, I was showing Judy, the, you know, the air quality changes hourly. Uh, now we're only in the orange. This is, this oh, is geez. us. And this is you. Okay. This is you guys. Oh. Good and a six. And the other day, this is this. Then you have red and then you have purple. We were in purple. It was severely unhealthy. I mean, I was telling Judy, it's like four, smoking 400 cigarettes a day is what they said. It's like, you come uh, out and look, I can't socialize except outside. So I had people over and we're like, you know, that's why I'm coming to New York. That's it. I'm coming. Well, clean that shit up before I get there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll leave you my HEPA filter. Uh, oh yeah, tragedy. Some people not feeling well. Clean it up before I get there. All right. Yeah. He's getting, his ego's getting a little inflated. Now with all the network, the network brass blowing smoke up his ass. That's right. Take a look. You're going to spin off. You're gonna I'm starting to believe the hype. Don't believe the hype. That's so fun. I had a friend, I'm not going to name names, who was very successful for a while, very pretty woman, who sold a show, who sold a, a format, a foreign format to network here. And she was really on this trajectory. But then she started plugging herself to star in the show, and that's when it all went downhill mm. and so if you go and say so what about you replace leslie and put the nebuchadnezzar you <laughs> wheeling the cart you open up a whole new demographic and just see what happens i believe i use the words please don't fire me once a week so <laughs> <laughs> so it's, that's that's your power move. Okay. that's your that's power, power move. Move. yeah i would like a race no i didn't please don't fire me <laughs> i right. feel like i don't belong here yeah okay Bye. I'm going to get out. Talk to Ophira. I will. I love you, Lenny. Thank you love so you much. Too, bye, Lenny. Thank you. All right. Bye, you guys. Bye. 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 They, they come in, they come out. Hi. Hi, my love. Always a joy to see you. And you're oh, so nice to see you, too. You have such a luminous... I put on, well, you know, I got to move through these tubes. I have nowhere to wear lipstick anymore because I'm in a mask all the time. True. So I got a lot of tubes, lipstick. We got to... I can't... That stuff expires. Got to move sure. through the tubes. You look good with lipstick. Emily looks good with lipstick. I tried. I never wear lipstick. I always feel like an aging whore on the Bowery. I mean, literally. I put, I put a little red <laughs> lipstick the other day and it dries up. And my, you know, top lip looks a little thin. I'm like, eh, get in the car. I'll give you a BJ. You know what I mean? It doesn't work with me. And I don't know. Maybe I need to buy gloss. Maybe gloss maybe is the answer. Gloss is supposedly, yeah, you could try a gloss. But also, I got to say, and I, this is an honest to truth, me not blowing smoke up your ass. I was thinking about that I was going to see you through the Zoom yes. today. And I was like, God, she always looks good, like, when ever I see you just at Instagram stories, whatever, with like very minimal makeup, maybe no makeup, I don't know, but like I feel like you just lucky. Oh my God, first of all, I love you because my self-esteem is somewhere up my rectum. 
the last few months because I, you know, this is the only reason this looks festive is because I have that Zoom option, improve appearance. Oh, it's the best. I mean, it's, it smooths you out. So now it has like a, it used to be just a checkmark box. Yeah, and in the right. upgraded version of Zoom, it has a like slider that you can do it more or less. But if you do it more, it just starts being like a, like a digitized picture. No, you just like slowly blur into the background. <laughs> it's like camouflage. <laughs> it's turn into the sofa. Oh it's totally ridiculous. Oh my God. So I have, you are possibly the, the busiest online, <laughs> I mean, doing like one or two shows a day and benefits and, and NPR asked me another, like, you're getting huge guests for that. Fascinating people. I mean, amazing. Are you enjoying all of it or you feel like you're, you're overworking yourself a little bit? Well, well honestly, cause I know you're coming out here. So that's like, so for, I sort of see it all in terms of uh, take whatever, whatever you can get when you can get it. Okay. Okay. That is totally my mentality. Cause so with the zoom shows, honestly, um, you know, they're, they're imperfect as we all know. Are you doing stand up on these shows or are you doing just a yeah. lot of them are stand up? Yeah. Most of them are stand up. Okay. Okay. And I just feel like, um, you know, I feel like, like maybe it's, there's not a club mentality. Like you kind of do them once. Like maybe right. they'll have you on again right, in right, a right. few months yeah, 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 or yeah. whatever, if this continues. But you know, it's sort of like you do a Zoom show and then that's it. There's so yeah. many comics to book. And honestly, there's so many people I haven't met that are doing some of these Zoom shows that I feel like it's a nice introduction to people that I've never known before. Okay, so you're enjoying them. Bottom line is you're enjoying them. Better than nothing, park shows. I'm doing an outdoor show after this. Are you doing the Stand Up New York show? Who, who are you doing? Who's I'm show? doing no New York Comedy Club. Right on. Okay. So also competition with these park shows now because I know that Stand Up New York is doing hundreds of shows. West Side Comedy yeah. Club new shows. Um, yeah. Supposed to be great. And then New York Comedy Club. Are they? Is there turf wars? Like what's going? No, on? No, the parks are so big. And actually, for the New York Comedy Club's one, they actually rented an event space that has a outdoor terrace. So okay. you're actually on, um, like you're on a rooftop kind of thing. Okay. okay. That's a rooftop. So, but then, you know, the thing I have to tell you is if you come out here and want to do one of those, I say, totally do it. They're like weird, but also yeah, kind yeah. of okay. Like it takes a minute no, to I figure it out. I mean, I miss performing. I mean, I, you know, I do these online stuff. I'm nervous though, because I haven't done proper stand up since Jan, since I did your show at Union Hall. Oh yeah, I I was sloppy. Oh my God, was I sloppy? And I did all of these amateur mistakes to try to compensate because I was so yeah. out of yeah. practice. I swore too much. I went like really dirty. I attacked someone. Like I did all right. of the all garbage. The checklist. Yeah, all the garbage. Um, yeah. And it was like mortifying, but whatever. And then what and then you kind of like, just go, would... oh yeah. I would protect myself by maybe not doing jokes and just doing more storytelling just to take the pressure off myself of not expecting laughs. Cause how do you even gauge a laugh when there's like crickets and, and squirrels around and people, hop, yeah. right? I mean, it's hard to kind of gauge. Yeah. But the people there, so, you know, once you realize that your expectations have to be lower about yourself, yes. you realize the people there are like, they actually really want to be there. That's and true. their That's expectations are quite low. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, I'm seeing names of comics I've never heard of before because you got to people, you got to people all these shows. I mean, there's like, you know, a hundred comics working a night. Like, when does that happen? But two nights ago, I was just like, you know, because I've been like global warming, fingers crossed. Let's do this, baby. Which yeah. I know that coming, California, saying that to someone it's a touchy one. who, it's a touchy one. Yes. Yeah. So, but here, um, two days ago, it just got cold. So no more sidewalk? Because I'm banking on sidewalk cafes and like people playing music in the streets. Yeah, it's still going to happen. But you, you feel, you feel like you feel the end Okay. is near and i was saying to a comic i was like oh no it's cold like they're gonna end these park shows soon and he goes no 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 we're just gonna we'll all dress up and we'll just put on warmer clothing and i was like yeah but people aren't gonna be sitting, sitting on, on the blankets like there'll be no audience like nobody is gonna do that <laughs> i gotta tell you i'm ready for uh, a respite from the heat you know during this pandemic uh, i went down to palm springs a few times Mm. It's, it was about 114 every time. I mean, we're talking about heat, heat, heat. And now between the smoke and the fires, it's so hot. And the sun is like this raging red orb of death and destruction. It's like, give me a cold breeze. Give, yeah. me, give me a vest. Give me a pullover as the breeze. <laughs> give me a vest. Give me a parka. <laughs> you know, like, give me socks. I'm happy to right. wear socks. I mean, I, I'm ready for my poncho. I'm ready for my hoodie. Give me a fleecy. Exactly. Give me a Patagonia. <laughs> Patagonia fleece. My mom at one point, my lovely mom in Israel, was obsessed. My mom goes through obsession phases, right? Like we all do. But she was obsessed with fleece, fleece jackets, like the Patagonia fleece, right? Yeah. And she would constantly buy more fleece and ask me to bring her a fleece because I would bring a fleece because the fleece are, you know, they're, they're really over. They're not. A, they're overpriced in Israel. The only place they sell them are these hiking stores if you're going to Nepal. Yeah. Right, right. On the corner. And now I heard that Century 21 is closing and I'm devastated. I literally yep. cried. I'm like, this place, I, I grew up with Century 21. Yeah. You know, yep. World Trade Center, like this was my jam. Yeah. It's not closed yet. It's what? It's not closed yet. If you, I know. You might make it in time. Can I drag you? Can I drag you? Can we do a shopping spree? Okay, we're doing. Yeah, it. I feel. I do feel like shopping though. We have to. We have to pick a good time because I do feel a little weirded out inside. Because Century Twenty One isn't the kind of place that you zip in, you find what you no, want, I and take you nine out. Hours. It's like a nine-hour. Yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. So you you got to go when it's not crowded because you know what that place is like. Oh, I know, but I do think that 99% of the people in there were Italian tourists. Italians and Israelis, like literally the amount of tourists, you can spot them because they usually have like little gold earrings and blue turtlenecks and the same puffy jacket <laughs> and their jeans are up to here. Like you can spell, you know, it's like they're so excited to see Versace at like, you know, for $20. So I feel like without tourists in New York, it's just going to be us. Literally. Yeah, us. that's true. That's true. Although, you know, I, I met um, randomly um, a woman who had just moved here to New York. And I was like, you just moved here? Like, <laughs> and I was like, where did you move from? And she goes, Baltimore. And I was like, okay. New York during a pandemic is still better than Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, have fun. Well, I had all these friends, cause you know, my son used to be in a, in a Jewish school in New York. Um, and yeah. all these families, uh, a lot of them were Israeli and a lot of them were like Zionist Jews. They all moved to Israel like yeah. the pandemic because they're like, because in Israel it was great. 
and they all moved and they picked up their stuff. And I had one friend who was there and then she calls me, she goes, it's happening here now. I mean, cause they're number one infection rate in the world now. And she came back and these guys- She did. Yes, they came back. Cause it's like, you know, you're there to pursue something. You're in New York and, and suddenly New York is not what it used to be. And you know, the musicians, the, the clubs are closed and, and what are you doing there? And you're spending all this money on rent, but there's no vibrancy. And then that James Altucher Seinfeld debacle, you know, like what is New York? Is it dead? Is it not? Is it breathing? And then they go to Israel and now they can't leave more than 500, you know, meters from their house for three weeks. Like it's- Oh my goodness, yeah. So- You know, I uh, just, I, I was calling New York like a cramped, expensive Cincinnati for a while because it really, like, it really was like, what is this ugly place without all the cool stuff? Yeah, I mean, it's true. Uh, I get it. Yeah, and why are we living like this? And then also with that, like, every, I mean, there's, and at, there was Ulcher and Jerry Seinfeld, you know, from their penthouse apartments, yes. uh, not, nowhere near New York, weighing in on the city. And then there was a lot of other people, like, like all over the place. Posted. There was, like, the New York Post. Loved that. Who responded. Yeah. And look, it's so interesting. New York, um, and again, I grew up there and I was born there. It does, it does get this anthropomorphized feeling. Like I feel guilty leaving her and I want to come back to her. But at some point, are you creating this con and I want to yes. build her. And it's so sad. And it's like, you know, you feel this, but it's also, you try and be a realist. And it's like, cause I didn't come, I grew up there. It's not like I came just for, you know, the opportunity, but you also, but at some point when New York changed and all the people were like oligarchs and hedge fund dicks, you know what I mean? Then it already changed the city. Exactly. Changed. And then it's like, I'm paying five grand a month for a shoebox because I want to perform and I want to go to Lincoln center. And then you're like, I'm not performing and I have a kid. So you have to, it's, you shouldn't feel guilty doing what's good for you. It's okay. Exactly. And to that end, you know, I, I don't want a pandemic. Obviously I don't want anyone to get to sick. I certainly don't want anyone to die. But my feeling is New York needs to die more. I need it to okay, die now, more now because we I don't break that down for me. Yeah, I don't want I don't want the, it to be a billionaire's playground. Oh, anymore. you want those people to leave? Okay, got it. And a lot of them have. They still have their apartments, though. You know what I mean? They're just empty now. And they're going to come back when the time is right. Some of them have, have, have. I feel like have tried to get rid of their apartments. You think? I feel like some people. I like, don't mind. I don't mind moment. the oligarchs. What I mind are the 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 because they're like they're so rich they're maybe fi helping finance the city and supporting the businesses. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You know true. what I mean? And they're like keeping things going. But but I again I just hate that as artists we can barely survive there. And that's what was hard. When all the people that have decent apartments work in finance, that was a bummer to me. And, yeah. and you harken back, yeah. to, you know, when the West Village was an eclectic mix of people and not just girls from Ohio. I hate to dish, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure Ohio is delightful. But that are coming in for their sex in the city lifestyle. You know what I mean? Like that to me, I didn't, I felt alienated. And then I felt like, you, you know, I felt like New York cheated on me a little bit. I'm like, oh. Yeah. No, no, no. That's, that's great. I remember even like I live in Park Slope, Brooklyn, and one of the moms that I sort of randomly met was like, no, come over to my place. And I went over to this like intense apartment, just a block, couple blocks over that it was had three levels. We sat in the basement because that was, I think, only where I was allowed, allowed uh, yeah. next yeah. to like a crazy built in wine fridge and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, how? And they seemed kind of they were younger than me, th yeah. that couple. And I was like, how do they do this? And then I looked them up. 
Okay, of course you did. And you also went on Zillow and you saw how much is this Park Slope townhouse worth? And it's like 10 million. Yeah, and it was like her dad was the head of Goldman Sachs and his dad sat on the board. And I was just like, I don't even, like, I'll never be able to do this. Like, I'll yeah. never be able to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even want, I just wanted, I don't mind modest living if it's affordable. The hard part is the modest yes. living is not affordable. I don't mind if you, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's the one perk of LA and space that even if you don't have a lot of money, you can still get a little craftsman house somewhere and because you don't feel like you have to be in you know you don't have to move to to, to Teaneck to, to have a decent you know <laughs> we hawking um you know uh, Teaneck fantastic I mean, why is someone like what's his name what's that comic's name that just had the movie out with Judd Apatow that still lives with his mom what is that about oh um Pete, uh Davidson. well Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson yeah the king of Staten Island yeah I, I haven't I yeah didn't see it. um did you see it uh why is he uh I haven't seen it I kind of was like successful comic was in yeah. SNL for years still with his mother is it a I, I that just confused me but maybe I don't know enough about his personal story maybe it's a mental but what if your kid wants to live with you when he's an adult I don't know I mean part of me if I'm still only dating um, uh, uh, men that want to see me once every three weeks, that seems to be the, the theme. This is the LA. I'm like, you're so excited to see me. He's like, yeah, yeah, let's hang out like sometime, you know, in the next week or two. I'm like, okay. Like, this is literally the pattern of, of people. Maybe it's a pandemic thing or maybe it's just LA lifestyle. We're like, we're going to live forever. We can go as slow as we, it's like the exact opposite of New York where you're like, you know, like gotta get it now. Right, right. And people just making like uh, 20 minute, like 20 minute uh, coffees. And then they're yeah. like, okay, yeah, this didn't work out. Thanks a lot. It's like, it's like I don't have time for this. And I'm like, he goes, yeah, you work, you, what do you say? You, you work faster than I do at a different pace. And I'm like, well, any less than this, we'd be dead. <laughs> I mean, like, what, what pace are we talking about here? Like, you want to see me once a year? Let's see where this goes. I mean, let's see how this trajectory happens. I don't know. Do you guys want to write letters in between or something like that? <laughs> Morse code? It's like, Ben, do you want to see what I'm going to look like when I'm in my 50s and 60s? Is that what we're trying to accomplish? <laughs> it's like, you know, I really need to be sure. Like, what she looks like when she ages. You know, it's so funny how men, it's so, I remember it being shocked. Sometimes men say, you know, Sometimes I'm like the dude. So men say to me shit they would only say to other dudes. And so I had a guy, oh, who's coming? Oh, you are my musician. Hi, you are. I'm going to bring you on in like five minutes. Let me turn, I'm going to turn him off in a minute. Stand by, you are. Um, isn't he a cutie? He's such a cutie. These oh my young, goodness. sprightly, Israeli, amazing musicians. Um, he said to me, when I date a girl, I'd like to meet her mother as soon as possible so I can see what she's going to look like when she ages. I mean, I heard that and I was like, that was wrong on that's, so many levels, that's... on so many levels. I was like, what? Because I guess they want to see, you know. Like your stock. They want to see your stock. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, is she going to get fat? Is she going to get, you know, is she going to bald? I'm like, what? It was just dark. It was dark. Luckily, my mom looks fantastic. So I just wheel my mom out, you know, she's her 80s. <laughs> she's hot. I'm like this is it. This is my genetic pool, baby. You want to see me? In four this weeks? is your future. You got it. Four weeks. We are on for drinks. November. Oh my goodness. Yeah. No one. I mean, people are kind of getting together here. You go out actually into the streets and you see the restaurant scene, and it does the street restaurant scene, and it does make you feel pretty happy. 
because yes. uh, people are, you know, they're distance, but they're like having a good time in that way that you're like, I remember this. Yes. Yes. And uh, also just like New Yorkers, we are the closest things to rats because we will, you know, just like have our $17 muffin in a <laughs> gutter of a bus route, you know, just be like, oh, I don't have to do dishes, you know, just <laughs> crazy. Oh my God. When can people see you next on your live shows or tape shows or what? What's going on? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just, you know, there's a few live shows here and there at these parks uh, okay. that are around, right. as you know, and um, doing stand-up New York. Most of them are Zoom shows, but our next Ask Me Another show, I'm pretty excited about it. So it's coming out on Friday, Tell and um, you know who I interviewed for it? Oh, my God. RZA. No. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's got now, a new movie out. Prep? Do you do you have someone oh, yeah. you for these interviews and write the questions? I do. You like what's the I process? Do. Yeah, it's pretty collaborative, but I do have someone that does like the first a, a producer on the show, Ramel, does the first pass of all of the stuff, and then we have like a meeting now through Zoom where we go through it all, and I also do my own research, and we you know bring it together yeah. and then yeah. uh, put it together, and then sometimes when we do the interview. Um, you know, it changes too because then yeah, you just totally talk to someone and you're like, eh, that one's I out. I would have been intimidated. Was he? That's amazing. I wasn't intimidated. Oh my god! Oh my god! But I, I worked so hard on that interview to try to get that out of me. Canadian Jew and interviews Riza. I know, and he was fantastic sure. right from the beginning. Sure. So then it was very relaxing. You had another couple of big stars. Was it Ryan? God, who'd you have recently that I was like, whoa? Let's Something see. Like zeitgeist. Someone like popular now. I'm trying to think who it was. Okay, so we had like from Ms. Mrs. Maisel, maybe. We had yes. Tony Shaloub and Luke Kirby. Okay. And then we had William Jackson Harper. That was kind of fun. Nice. For, who was uh, cheating on the good place? Yes, we had Joseph Gordon Levitt. I'm, I'm infatuated right. with that guy. I'm infatuated with him. So, by the way, so is everybody. Really? And like, you're like, I knew. What's the big appeal? <laughs> You know, no, I knew him and I liked him, but then when I mentioned it, people were like, oh, like I just saw this. Yeah. So explain to me, explain to me. I don't know. I think he seems, he's got, he still looks like a boy to me, but he's still got something kind yeah. of sexy and sensual about him. But he also seems like a tender, he seems like a thoughtful soul. He seems like an, a thinking actor. Again, I don't know. You know, some guys are just yeah. like, they're hot, but you know, there's something kind of pensive. And maybe I'm just creating this, you know, he's like a cipher and I'm just, dumping my no i think the guy has not had the easiest life actually okay. and he's had to deal with the death of a brother i believe okay. uh and so i feel like yeah i think you know i hate throwing this word around but here you go i think he's kind of an authentic person oh god yeah i'm sorry i wish you didn't throw that out there all right sorry sorry i can't think well, of a better you. word at these uh it's hard I've, I've interviewed celebrities and Sometimes you get them with the mask on, sometimes with the mask off. It really right. depends. And when the mask is on, it's such it's so exhausting. Exhausting. For them though, I get it because they can't trust journalists after years of like the minute you trust, suddenly one quote is taken out of context and you know what I mean? And then they try and be candid. I think the older ones, they don't give a shit anymore. You know, like the Jennifer Aniston's of the world, or the Brad Pitt's of the world, or the Chris Rocks, they don't care. Um, they've also reached such a level, but the younger ones, they're still, it was great working on the set. It was great. It was such a great experience. And the other ones are like, no, there was tension and we didn't get along and we fought. Like, they're not afraid to kind of tell you what's really. Yeah. Every, everyone's been blessed and it's an honor, right? Yeah. So. 
what? You know what I love? And they really upped my game. That's another one they love. I'm working with this other actor. They just really upped my game. And I'm like, okay, all right. Even though they probably did up their game. I mean, it's a legitimate thing to say, but yeah. No one ever yeah, upped yeah. my game. I only up my own game. Now, that sounds so ridiculous. No, I'm sorry. But you that's true. Game, Vera. You up my game. Oh, no, no, no. I just come to your game. That's it. That's oh. all I have to do. I just need to show up to your game, and then it's all, it's guaranteed. Oh, guaranteed. I'm glad you're back home, and you're not in that Airbnb in upstate New York like you were last time. <laughs> I feel like you were going stir-crazy there already. Like the Berkshires or something? The Catskills? The Poconos? Where were you? Catskills. Yeah, Catskills. Um, yeah, I mean, like, it, uh, it felt like the right thing for a little while, <laughs> but, you was, know. though. I think it was. I mean, like I said, we went to Yosemite, we went to Palm Springs, like, yeah. to have that respite, and I was worried about flying. I'm like, no, you know what? I can't breathe the fucking air here right now. I've been in my house. I want to get oh to my New York. God. I want to see my family. I want to see friends. I need, uh, you change, your brain needs to be shaken up a bit. I mean, it's like, there's only so much you can take. Well, and also with the kid, it's just like, we have a small apartment, like we have, yes. and we can't go to a, so we had to, we're like, let's go hiking, let's go, where, can we swim yes. in a lake somewhere, yes. you know? Yes. I get it, yeah. I get it. Yeah. I, mean, I have two friends that moved to Maine, they left LA and literally really oh, yeah. to Maine. It's all, I mean, this is like every second person I talk to, they're like, no, we're now in New Hampshire, no, we're now in, Ma like, you know, no, we're in I guess lake New George. England is, uh, COVID is like, no, I'm not doing the winter in New England, it's too much. <laughs> You guys have fun. <laughs> yeah, so enjoy, you your, enjoy your crab bake. Um, I don't know. I went to school in Providence for four years and I was clinically depressed over there. I mean, you know, summer's delightful, but once the winter kicks in, you're like. It's very isolating. But I guess since maybe people are like, how much more isolating could it be than what we just well, went through? Well, you also through, can but... send your kids to school and, and you can, you're not worried about every second person being sick. I mean, the numbers That's are so low. Thing. What a really, you know, and again, if you have a family, like I wouldn't do that. I'm here. I am trying to meet new friends in Maine, but that's going to slip my wrist in like two minutes. <laughs> um, yeah, here I am in Skinny Bunk. Hi! Bush compound. Let me see what's what. Oh, um, anyway, well, I can't wait to see you in New York. Shana Tova. Shana Tova! Um, it's going to be a great year. Yeah, if, if you're not, if you don't have to run to your show, stick around to watch you out because he's truly an amazing. Um, musician and guitarist he played i don't know if you performed at the show that he played at at stand-up new york that i did i don't know i don't remember well let's find out okay so yoavi come on up you obviously i gave him a term of endearment which i, I crossed the line no boundaries israelis uh Yoav, come on up start your video there he is ah so yoav is an example of someone who went to israel for a while and is now mm. back in new york correct can you hear yeah. me you're back I can't, I can, a little there we go. Distorted, Getting there. a little bit. Oh, he's got the mic set up. There we go. Can you play it? Oh, is that a Metro card in your, in your guitar? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Give me a strum so we can just do a test, a sound test. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, Ophira, I love you. Thank you for joining us. And Thanks for having I'll talk me. To you later, okay? And get talk to you later. Levitt's number, okay? Just do that for me, okay? <laughs> no problem. All right, thanks. Honey. So I'll I'll put in the chat. Put in the chat. Put in the chat. Nine one seven. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Bye, honey. Hi. Hey, what's up? How are you? I'm well. I'm well. Okay, I can barely hear you, but I'm gonna hear your guitar, so that's good. Oh wait. Um, I can, that's I can okay. Make... I mean, I want to let you play. Um, okay. 
Yoav Eshed, amazing guitarist, uh, website, yoaveshed.com, is that accurate? Yoaveshed.com, Y-O-A-V-E-S-H-E-D.com. Also to our audience, uh, please support your comics and musicians. If you can Venmo, my Venmo is at I-R-I-S-B-A-H-R, at Iris Bar, even though it's pronounced Iris. If you can support comedy and music, it's a hard time for everyone involved. It is much appreciated. And with that, I introduce Yoav Eshin. Thank you. 
Thank you.